Hello, human family. I'm Jocelyn, and I am grateful you're here. You're listening to the Starting With Gratitude podcast. This is a safe space intended to host heart-centered conversations exploring all topics of the human and spiritual experience. Every conversation starts with gratitude and remains rooted in gratitude. After you listen, make sure you join our community by subscribing and sharing. I am so honored you have joined us. It's your girl, your host, Jocelyn, y como siempre, I'm so grateful you are here tuning into this very special episode where we have a very special guest who I am so looking forward to having such a healing, inspiring, uh, heart-opening conversation with. We are sitting here with Lanaya Roberts. Lanaya Roberts. Born in 1996 and hailing from Louisville, Kentucky, uh, who discovered a profound means of self-expression in visual art amidst her struggle with identity. Supported by numerous scholarships, as a first-gen college student, she pursued a degree in painting at Syracuse University's Visual and Performing Arts School. Lanaya culminated her academic journey in 2019, achieving a degree in painting from Syracuse University and traveling to over 12 countries across three continents since attending art school. That sounds amazing. Uh, Presently, she resides in Louisville, Kentucky, fully engaged as a professional artist. Her practice has also expanded into an online-based social art practice, empowering millions worldwide to embody radical self-compassion, love, and acceptance with over 200,000 followers between Instagram and TikTok. If you don't follow Lanaya on Instagram and or TikTok, please head on over to the show notes description below and head on over to their pages because you will not regret following them. Most notably, her artistic endeavors endeavors have garnered her the representation of the esteemed Claire Oliver Gallery in Harlem, New York city i'm so grateful you are here thank you so much for having this conversation with me oh my gosh i'm so grateful to be here too i'm so grateful to be having a conversation around gratitude because that is one of my favorite things and i feel like i haven't had like a singular conversation structured around just that like ever I feel like it just always finds its way into the conversation that I'm having because it's so important to me. So this is a really great opportunity. Thanks for having me on. Of course. And we just before this, you and I were talking about our specifically your relationship with gratitude and how that's been changing for you. And I just felt like I resonated with what you were sharing. So I'm excited to get into that. Yes. But first, let's start with gratitude what are you currently feeling grateful for in this moment oh my gosh I am currently feeling very grateful for my art career coming to a mature place of being represented by a gallery like that was the my favorite thing a part of the bio that you just read like the most exciting thing in my life right now is that this part of my life that I've put so much energy towards and around um, 
is actually like beginning to uh, grow and possibly even bloom and, you know, eventually will blossom. But, um, but that's the thing I'm most grateful for. And the fruits of that, you know, of having, being able to have my own apartment and my own car, like this is just a very beautiful time of my life where, um, things that I've been trying to manifest for years have are now like laying in my lap in so many, in so many ways. And so I'm so grateful. So, so grateful for my life right now. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And what I was going to say was in response to what you just shared is like, you're in this season of witnessing the fruits of your labor. But then I had this immediate thought that was like, wait, I'm sure there were probably fruits along the way. Like you haven't just been experiencing fruits of your labor now because you have these certain desires you've been working towards manifest for a long time. But I think sometimes when we're on the journey there, we skip over and we overlook some of the fruits just because they're not like exactly what we're focusing on if that makes sense come on baby and that's what gratitude is all about gratitude brings forth brings forth the fruits of every season and it gives you the opportunity to practice tasting those fruits recognizing that those fruits are there um being able to truly see those fruits for what they are in the midst of storms, in the midst of happenings in your life where this is just not where you want to be. Gratitude brings your attention to what is meant to be celebrated at whatever point in your life you're at. Um, And there's fruits everywhere. There's fruits in every part of the journey. And that's what I'm really excited to talk about today because you're so right. There have been fruits all throughout and you always have enough fruits to get you through to the next fruits in the next set of harvest, you know, in the next harvest. And some harvests are very small. And then there's some harvests that don't even come because you had a drought that year or whatever have you. But there's still, there's just so much to look forward to in life. I'm so grateful that I'm in a position in my life where I can say it. I can be one of those people to be like, don't stop, keep going. There is hope at the end because it really like the journey was so dark and so droughtful at times. And so if I can do anything to help someone else be able to see that, there are possibilities of light and harvest in the future. That's my biggest goal and my biggest desire. But the one thing that will get you through, that will help you get through, is that gratitude, baby. It's that gratitude. But yes. <laughs> I love all those analogies that you shared. I'm always um, I'm always turning to nature to like help me understand life. Always in life. So thank God for nature. Yes. Come on, nature. Thank you, God. I know it's been a journey. I know it's been a journey. And I I want to start with this first sentence from your your bio, uh, where you wrote that you discovered a profound means of self-expression in visual art amidst your early struggle with identity. If you're open to sharing, what are you referring to when you say 
early struggle with identity? Oh my gosh. Like my first initial response is what am I not referring to? Like (laughs) there was so much struggle, so much challenge when it came to um, my relationship with myself. You know, um, I'm a plus size black woman from the South um, and I'm weird and I'm an artist and I'm very, very sensitive. I've always been a sensitive girly and um, growing up, in a place that didn't really have much room for that expression, especially as a young Black girl, was really difficult. Um, When I was 10 years old, I was called Oreo for the first time, which means Black on the outside, white on the inside. And that's where like deep identity issues really, really began outside of my um already present issues surrounding my body. I was, I've always been plus size. Um, and so I've always been in a bigger body. I've never been the shortest, never been the thinnest. I've always been the tallest. I've always been the widest in my classes. And so dealing with isolation or just like fear of being too much, you know, within spaces where other people were present, was always a a huge fear of mine. Um, I think I learned very, very young, like I said, being one of the biggest in my classrooms, that I could accidentally scare the kids around me if I did too much or if I acted too much because, um, or I could could be perceived as scary when I was such a gentle person um, by just these the smallest acts just because people already felt threatened because of my bigness and so from a very young age I learned how to edit myself and to try to be as nice as possible so that other people wouldn't feel threatened around me and then lastly you know when it comes to identity I dealt from a very young age like I said around that isolation or just not feeling enough in my, you know, social um, experiences. I dealt a lot from a very young age with like just really bad friendships. Like I haven't had a lot of like romantic relationships in my lifetime, but when I tell you there's been a best friend present in every season of my life um, of that has been a journey in and of itself. Um, I just dealt with like just a lot of um hardships within my friendships where I would be told that I'm too much to deal with or too emotional or too loud or I talk too much or I take up too much space. And a lot of those things I had to deal with and heal through over the years. Um, but that in a nutshell <laughs> is basically what I'm talking about. Just like being comfortable and getting comfortable with being who I am and being unapologetically myself um, in this body, which for a very, very long time I wasn't. And for a very long time I shrunk myself, which really caused a lot of depression and a lot of anxiety. But thank God for art because that really did become a healer in my life in a lot of different ways and still is. Hmm. Thank you for sharing all that. And very brief- briefly, I just want to note here that you posted 
a picture of your younger self as a child who like wanted to be a cheetah girl and i saw that picture and i was like girl my younger self would have totally been best friends with you gosh why were we in the same class come on oh my goodness oh um i love that thank you for mentioning that that's one of my favorite posts i need to post more posts like that yeah i love i love those pictures of our younger selves i actually have a picture of my younger self in elementary school sitting on my desk just as like a gentle reminder every day of like who i'm doing it for and who i truly am and just like reminding myself of like my true essence but what i'm what i gathered from what you shared is that visual arts because you felt like you had to limit yourself and silence yourself visual arts served as that method that pathway that door that opening for you to express yourself it's like okay i feel like i can't express myself through my body per se but i can express myself through come on that's so good yes yes that's exactly where i what i was talking about um from a really young age I I will never forget, you know, from a young age, understanding what it felt like to feel invisible, you know, and not special, you know, like I wasn't the cutest in the class, you know, I wasn't the, you know, uh, people that just, I felt easily look overable, you know, until the art projects came out. Right. I was easily bullied. I was easily pushed aside. I was easily not seen as important until the art projects came out. And when the art projects came out, no one. Right. I was now the star of the classroom. And so my relationship with art is just really interesting in that way in which it's been my way of and I'm so grateful for. um an area of my life making me feel special and making me feel like I had a gift because in all other areas of my life, I was made to feel like I didn't have a gift and I wasn't special, right? We're told and we're taught to find value first in the outer layers of our skin, right? Um, In the ways that we look and the validation from other people. Um, I didn't have that validation growing up. I didn't have the body or the face or this or that, that was claimed to be beautiful by society, quote unquote, like it's in quotations, rose eyes, right? I didn't have those things. Um, but I found something within me that I could bring outside of me that was really beautiful. Um, in which I, when I started to actually paint very seriously when I was in high school, This was something I began to tackle in my art. I began to create self-portraits. And this was really powerful for me and stayed a very strong subject in my art for years because of the fact that when I painted myself for the first time in my life, I felt like I had control, not to manipulate the image of the outer layer, right? But to convey it in a way that was unmistakably beautiful, right? Um, painting myself 
and seeing people walk up to it, turn around and be like, Ladaya, this is beautiful. It'd be like, wait, that's me. So I'm beautiful. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it completely started to challenge the way that I viewed myself. And I ended up realizing that the way that I would paint myself would also help challenge the way other people, not view me, but view, view themselves. And even people that look like me, it would challenge the way that they would see themselves. Um, when I started to create art, the way it was really healing for me is that I started to, to actively tackle those, um, those mindsets and those thoughts that I grew up with surrounding what it, what, what it meant to be beautiful, um, what beauty was in general, um, which had a huge impact on my confidence and sense of self because I didn't feel like I was beautiful. I did. I was told like, because of the way I looked, no one would love me and things like that, you know, like, so, um, it was very, very radical for me to paint myself and to change the way I saw myself um, and eventually help others, you know, see themselves differently, too. And so, yeah, yeah. Art art is so good to me. Art has been so good to me because of that. I'm so grateful for it. Yeah. I feel like there's a correlation between what you're sharing here and the other thing that I wanted to bring up from your website, this bio that I read earlier is from your from your website, but you also have this quote uh, from Maya Angelou. Yeah. And it's just this one quote that you have on your homepage. And I'm like, okay, if she has this quote on her homepage, it must mean something to her. Yeah. And the quote says, there is no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside you. So from what you shared here and from what this quote says, it just feels like self-expression is just so and has been so important to you. And I'd just love for you to share like why this quote. Oh, man. Um, you just bringing that up just brought me to immediate tears for some reason. Um, I think it's because I'm really meditating just upon this conversation, my beginnings and um, my beginnings influence my middle and my current, you know, um, I still deal with things uh, in relationship to my childhood self, my teenage self um, and the struggles that I had then. I still struggle with, you know, different parts and areas of my confidence feeling worthy right when you feel unworthy for so long it really impacts even the ways in which you are worthy in the future and um and your discovery of that worthiness in the future it's like you still hold that part of yourself within you that you have to take dear care of. And I told you at the beginning, one of the things that I'm extremely grateful for is my, my art practice being something that is being, you know, that is flourishing right now. And that's because for a very large bit of my teenage and adult life, um, I didn't think I could do this. 
I didn't think that I would be able to get out of my own way enough in order to actually get the stories that are held within me, my spirit, my soul, um, out of me into this reality. And I think that when I've grown up not feeling worthy of being seen, when I felt invisible or not special, um, when certain friendships made me feel like I was unworthy or undesirable, um, those internalizations of those things, I think in some way has led me to feel unworthy in a lot of senses of the things that come easy to me that are very beautiful, aka my art, okay? Um, art is so hard. It's so challenging. Painting is so difficult. But at the end of the day, when it comes out of me, it is just something that is dearly a part of me. Yes, it was challenging and hard, but at the end of the day, I just had to do it. I didn't really have to think so hard about it. It was something that came naturally. And I think that a part of me feels a certain level of guilt per se, of something so beautiful coming so easily, so to speak. Um, and I think that when it comes to that challenge of thinking about, you know, and holding parts of me that have once felt unworthy uh, or invisible. Well, when I create art, it doesn't make me invisible, right? Remember when I said that from the beginning as a child, you know, I, all of a sudden I'd be the star of my class. Well, that's something that's so prevalent to this day. When I create and when I put myself out there, I become seen, right? I gain hundreds of thousands of followers. I do that, you know, like just beautiful things happen. Um, and there's a part of me that, you know, I didn't want to create, you know, that that was created by society, by life that felt like, no, you shouldn't be seen. You're not worthy. You don't deserve that I continuously have to process through. Um, that voice was once so loud, though, that it crippled me to a point where I wasn't able to create anything. And I didn't paint and I didn't create for years. Um, in college, I created because I had to. I had a degree to get, you know what I mean? But it was so challenging because I felt like I was never doing enough and I would never be able to do enough uh, or be disciplined enough in, in, in order to actually have a career in the arts. Um, I ended up learning that a lot of my, you know, hardships with discipline and procrastination and things like that actually came from undiagnosed ADHD in the past. And it just, you know, is something that's still prevalent in my life because I'm unmedicated, you know, with ADHD. So I have to go through these challenges every day, which is where my practice of gratitude and compassion and self-acceptance and self-love that I preach on Instagram and that quote unquote wisdom, where that comes from 
It's from the many battles that I've won, thankfully, and that I'm still winning, um, where I've had to learn how to be gentle with myself over the years. I've had to learn how to be kind to myself because once again, those voices were so loud and I still have to, I still battle with those voices on a day to day, especially after gaining more and more attraction and attention for these gifts and talents that I have truly allowed for myself to see and receive in the act of getting out of my own way. Um, in so many words, what I'm trying to say is that with that quote, um, there's no agony better than bearing an untold story inside you. I have so many untold stories. And at so many points in my life, it's been so hard to allow for myself to tell them. And slowly but surely, I'm gaining the confidence and the grace and the gentleness that's needed for a sensitive girly like me um, (laughs) to actually bring them out and share with the world. And so I'm just so grateful you know, I, I have a, you know, it's a challenge for me to ever feel like it's enough, but I'm so grateful for all that I've done thus far because it has been enough to receive all that I have thus far to where my story and the stories that I'm telling through my art are able to be told. And I do feel like I'm telling, I'm telling my story and I'm telling stories that I've experienced throughout my life, finally through my work, um, that it's just an honor. It's just an honor. Um, but yeah, it's, it's so challenging bearing those untold stories. And sometimes all you've known is the agony of, of bearing them, you know, but if I could say anything to anyone listening right now, um, who may feel like they relate to me in terms of that fear of will I ever get out of my own way, you know, enough to actually share these parts of me, these these gifts that I know I have within. You are not alone. Your struggle is not your own. We share them together. And It is more than possible. It is more than possible to learn the tools of gratitude, of self-love, of self-compassion, of self-acceptance, radical as they are, enough to heal, get out of your own way, be one of your number one fans (laughs) instead of one of your number one enemies, and to do enough, right? You may not have to do everything to do enough to get those stories out of you. It's possible. Don't give up. Really believe. Believe in the impossible. Because when I tell you where I am right now was once impossible for me, believe in the impossible, okay? (laughs) You're not alone. Thank you for sharing all of that. And on the note of stories, right, something that was emphasized in the Sunday service that I attended last weekend was being mindful of the stories that 
we tell ourselves about ourselves. And I feel like that has a lot to do with what we're talking about here and has a lot to do with just the healing journey in general, right? It's like, it's so important that we reclaim authorship, if that's even a word, over our lives. Yeah. And be mindful and aware of the fact that a lot of the stories that we tell ourselves about ourselves and what's possible for us are stories that don't even come from us. Like it's stories that other people told us about ourselves that are not true about ourselves, that we believe to be true about ourselves because we were probably much younger and received everything that people older than us or uh, other kids around us told us. We're just so much easier to influence when we're younger. But as we're older, it's important for us to take that responsibility to remind that inner child within us of like, these stories that you're telling yourself or that I'm telling myself just aren't true. And I need to rewrite these stories so that I can get out of my own way. I think it's so incredibly powerful when we view life as a story and as a story that's consistently being told every moment of every day um life changes when we realize that we have a voice in the story and that we have power to change and to tell and to evolve the story as we go i think that you know and and this is the sad thing about oppression and racism right is that it gets into our minds and makes us believe that we do not have control and we do not have agency and that we don't have a voice, right? You look you look around, how many, name, name for me, plus size Black women artists, right, that you know of, that are artists, that are painters, creators, like, like, as many as you can, name them. And for me, as a plus-size Black woman, it is very hard, right, for me to find those people and those numbers and those names. And it's because, right, the more down the line you get in terms of the more people are oppressed based off of their bodies, the looks, their skin color, uh, the place that they come from, the economic status that they have, the more further down the line you get, the more silent, right? And silence the voices of those people usually are. And the word is silence, right? The people are silenced. But in the the worst um, weapon of racism is that we're silenced and then we learn how to silence ourselves. We learn how to take away our own sense of agency. And when it comes to the stories we tell ourselves, right? I think we feel like we're listening more. And we're, we, we play a, a more passive listening character in our story where we hear the story being told, right? And we remember, right, subconsciously sometimes even, what that one kid in fourth grade said or what our big brother said or did, 
when we were 13 or we remember, right? And we, we, we take in these voices and we take in these stories and we come into agreement with them and we give them power, therefore. And these stories replay and replay and replay. But I think what we don't realize is that they're not replaying. We're actively retelling them, right? The, the, the voice of the story of our lives isn't any other voice. And it's no other person other than ourselves. We're telling the story over and over. When you realize that because (laughs) the things we come into agreement with, we are, we hold on to them so strong. We think that they're fixed that way, that they're not able or capable to be moved in any kind of way or malleable. But the truth of the matter, the truth of the matter is that we get to change the story whenever we want. And I think when people hear that and we're in a position where we're so unhealed and we're so hurt by the stories, we hear that and say the stories can't just not be true because they are true. So come on. What do you mean by that? I can't just change the story and expect for everything to change. Well, baby, you can't change the past and you can't change what's already been told. That's what you can't change. You can change the stories that's told in the future. And that starts with (laughs) almost what feel, what may feel like lying to yourself now, but in actuality, you're just creating new truths because if we really think about what a truth and a lie are, right, we're claiming and we're agreeing with things that people have said to us that actually weren't true to begin with, right? And one of the ways that I decipher truth from lie in my own life is how those truths and lie make me feel. Now, some people may hear this and be like, oh, that's weak. The truth hurts sometimes, right? Because I believe the truth sets you free, okay? The truth will set you free. And when I think about freedom, I think about birds. And I just imagine what it feels like to be flying in the air, right? That's what truth feels like to me. That freedom, that freeness, right? That lightness, that feel-good feeling. I believe the truth feels like that when it comes to a lie, I think of the opposite of freedom. I think of bars and being trapped, feeling icky and not safe, right? That's how I feel when when something is thrown at me and it feels that way. I personally deem it as a lie. And then there's a middle one because I really do believe, I really do uh, want to bring to light that quote, the truth hurts, right? I don't believe the truth hurts. I believe that truths wrapped in lies hurt. So, for example, when I grew up, I was told that I talk too much all the time. Lanai, you talk too much. You take up too much space. You talk too much. You talk too much. This was something that would be prevalent in so many areas of my life. And it's so funny to think that ever since I recognized this truth, um, 
or I was able to um, uh, decipher the truth. I haven't heard that phrase in such a long time. Like no one's told me I talk too much in such a long time. But I said to say that, um, you know, I ended up realizing like, oh, like, you know, I talk too much or this and that. And that was something I that was such a huge insecurity for me. And it was true. I did talk too much. Right. Quote unquote. But what I realized is that 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 was a lie based off of the way it made me feel. The truth, the truth isn't that the, the lie, right? Covered in that is that I talk too much. That's the lie. The truth is that I talk a lot. I talk a lot. That's the truth. I don't talk too much, baby. That's a lie. I talk a lot. And the reason why I talk a lot is because I've been put on this earth to have a lot to say, right? And my words, they're important. My words are beautiful. And what gaining over 200,000, 300,000 almost followers over multiple platforms has taught me is that my words are meaningful. That even when I talk a lot and when I put on a live where I'm talking for an hour and a half straight, there will be people in the comments saying, thank you for every minute of this. I watched the whole thing, which baffles me because I still am holding on to that little inner child that was so she talks too much. And I tell her every every time something like that happens, you see, you don't talk too much, girl. You just talk a lot because you got a lot to say. And the lot that you got to say is very powerful and beautiful. you right. So it's important when we're telling our stories and we're retelling our stories for ourselves, that we go through the stories that we tell ourselves and we reach into that pot and we bring out all the slimy little truths wrapped in lies that we've believed with all of our hearts, all the lies and even the truths, and we bring them out and we uncover them and we really investigate is that really, really true? Because if you was to come up to me and be like, Lanai, you talk too much. I'd be like, oop. And I'd start to feel like I might need to shrink a little bit. You know, am I doing too much? Am I being too much? But if you came up to me and, be, and was just like, Lanai, you talk a lot. I'd be like, girl, I know, right? <laughs> I know, right? I talk a whole lot. But I got a lot to say. And there's people that's willing to listen, right? And I think one thing I'll say to the people that talk a lot, is that not everybody deserves your words, baby. Sometimes we be talking because we want that attention and we want that love. But at the end of the day, you have to realize that there are certain people that are going to look at you and tell the lie wrapped in, the lie wrapped in truth or the truth wrapped in a lie that you talk too much because they don't want to hear what you have to say. You have to recognize that there are certain people put on this earth specifically for you that are specifically deemed to want to hear what you have to say, want to hear your messages, and you have to deem your words worthy enough to wait for that timing and those people to come into your life. life. Because when it comes to your words, if you talk a lot and you got a lot because you got a lot to say, you deserve to say a lot to the people who are gonna find the lot that you have to say worthy of being heard stop talking to people who don't want to hear you baby this world is filled with so many people 
And there you are destined to find a couple of them that want to hear you out. But the first thing you got to do is you got to start really recognizing that you deserve to be heard, right? And the first person to give that to you is you. And if you have trouble hearing yourself or talking to yourself, or you don't know how to talk to yourself, journaling is such a beautiful way to to find worthiness in your rants, in your words, in your allotness of your voice. And if you want to go a step further, uh, uh, next time you have an iPhone upgrade, if you can afford it, get the, the 160 gigabytes, the 200 gigabytes, whatever it is. So you can do video diaries where you can just talk to yourself and you can just save those videos. If you can't do that, if you can't afford a bunch of gigabytes, do voice notes, right? And voice notes and just talk to yourself. And if you don't want to talk to yourself, then ask yourself, why would anybody want to talk to you? Or when, (laughs) if you don't want to talk to yourself and you don't have people that want to hear you, then that might be a relationship that is worthy of being thought about a little bit more deeper. So that's, that's a way, that's a part of the story, right? And that I've had to rewrite for myself. And I've had to rewrite so many parts of the stories that I've been telling myself surrounding love and romance, that I deserve love, surrounding career, that I'm not lazy, that I actually am a hard worker, right? I get to tell myself these parts of the story. And when I tell you, baby, that I have literally created a life around these truths that I've learned to tell myself and I've learned to insert into the story, right? It's so beautiful, but it really does start with that story. And we have to be careful about what we say to ourselves and how we say it. So thank you so much for listening to all of that. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing. And I can relate to that in the sense of like, I've just always been a long form content girl. I will write paragraphs on paragraphs. I will speak, you know, paragraphs on paragraphs. I'll have these long podcast episodes, blogs. And it's like, I trust that my community out there is there. There. And is wanting this long form content that I am creating. Um, And I also wanted to add, you know, when differentiating a lie from the truth, the way that I look at it is, does this expand me or does this limit me? If it's the truth, it expands you. If it's a lie, it limits you. Come on, baby. (laughs) I know that's right. Yeah, I know that's right. It's either you spreading your wings or you're closing them, right? Mm Mm-hmm. It's either you going to the sky or you coming back down to the earth, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, grounding yourself. That's a different thing. But you know what I mean in that analogy? Yeah, yeah. It's so true. Yeah. And lastly, I just want to reiterate this because I really love what you said. You know, when we're in the midst of rewriting these stories and really getting curious about what what the truth really is and what lies or illusions we're feeding into, Sometimes when you start rewriting those stories and you start integrating those truths, those truths initially may feel like lies because you've been telling yourself a lie the whole time. So when you start telling yourself the truth, it's like, wait a second, I thought this was the truth. So it's not the truth, but that's the (laughs) truth. But that truth feels like a lie because I thought that the lie was the truth, you know, and it's, 
I feel like there's also this correlation. I feel like this has gone around a lot where people are like, sometimes you have to be delusional. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes when you're on the healing journey and you're awakening to the truth, you may feel like you're being delusional. Like, wait, I'm actually, I actually can feel very free in this life. That seems, you know, like that, that may seem delusional. Oh, I can actually make being an artist my living. Oh, that may seem delusional. Um, but it takes practice and it's a journey. And I want to very lightly continue to expand on this healing journey of yours. There's a video that you shared uh, about what you struggled with in 2022. And I love that reel so much. Oh my gosh, thank you. There's a couple of things in there that you shared about the healing journey um, that you struggled with that I want to bring up here because they feel important. One of them was you giving yourself permission to rest from healing. Because it does get to a point where it's like, you've been doing all this healing, you've been confronting all of these traumas, you've been bringing them up, you've been analyzing them, you've been rewriting the story. And it's like, I need a break. <laughs> like, yes. I need to rest and I need to just live my life and not be so focused on the healing right now. Yeah. Um, Can I and, say something to that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Sometimes you need to and you get to enjoy the person who you've become thus far you know that person gets to be enough with the flaws and all of their lack of healing or their uh healing or whatever have you sometimes you get to just enjoy who you are in this moment <laughs> you know flaws and all and you get to and the 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 thing is is that we'll never be this young as we are in this moment we're always getting older and sometimes it's important to take a couple months right i'm just like you know what i'm gonna still go to therapy i'm gonna tell my therapist every two weeks instead of every week or i was doing therapy twice a week for a whole year straight which was, yeah, really helped catapult me into like where I am today. But, you know, it's just like, I'm a, I'm a still go to my therapist. I'm gonna do every two weeks instead of once a week. And I'm just not gonna journal for a month, you know? Or I, I remember there was a time last year, mind you, I filled it, I filled up like at least one or two journals every year for the past like eight years, probably. And, um, I'm like on thought book number 16 or whatever. I think it's below here. It's somewhere around here, but it's just like, I've written so many books of analyzation and storytelling. But anyways, there was a point in time last year where I stopped journaling and I, I, I came to my therapist one time. I was just like, oh my gosh. I was just like, I haven't been journaling. I feel so bad about it. She was just like, congratulations, Lenaya. That's a milestone. And I was just like, huh? She's just like, you don't find the need to overanalyze your life or your situations anymore. You're pretty good at just going through with it in your mind, mm -hmm. coming to a solution and living your life. Congratulations. You're healing. And it was just like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Wow. But 
I say to say that sometimes you just need to kick up your feet and just see how far you've come. Recognize and revel in the healing you've done thus far. Be proud of yourself for where you are now. And when a life situation comes where it's just like, oh, we're going to have to kick that back into gear. We got to get the journals out. We got to go back to there, you know, whatever it is. Let that come, but let it come, you know, let life happen. Let life ha- unfold for you. Um, it doesn't, healing doesn't have to be a forceful journey all the time. Sometimes you just get to be who you are, where you are. Thank you for letting me talk. I, I know you had other points on the list, but <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm really glad that that you shared that because it is so you know sometimes we can get caught up on like we realize all these things we need to heal and so we want to heal them all now, but it's like, girl, you don't need to heal all of you right now. Right. Sometimes some of the healing that we need to heal is just unnecessary for the chapter we're in, right? Even though we're fully aware of it it doesn't necessarily mean that that's what's needed right now from us. Um, And what I mean by that is like, you know, perhaps you are meant to be a bad communicator for the next couple of years because there's something in your spirit that is drawing certain experiences into you, into your life, right? Because we forget, you know, I know not everybody believes in God. I believe in God. So I'm gonna use a little God example right now. We forget that God can also use our imperfections to bring about the blessings in our lives, right? Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I overslept for that meeting and I missed that cab and I missed that bus and I did this and I did that. And oh my gosh, along the way, I met this girl who we're now like super close with and she just emailed me an opportunity that I would have never dreamed would have ever happened, right? Mm. Because I was not being my best in one moment. It was able to still be used to create another best experience in my life, right? So I say to say that sometimes, you know, hopefully we're not hurting too many people out there. We're not harming other people out there. We're not harming ourselves. But sometimes there are things that our imperfections call us to learn, right? From ourselves that may not necessarily require healing right now, but require an active, you know, uh, an active take on life with that being a part of us in this part of our journeys. Not that we shouldn't want to heal them. I think that it's very different to be unaware of something that needs to be healed and to be aware of it, right? And so just, yeah, take your time, take your time. Not everybody, not everything has to be done now. And I think that's, that's one of the superpowers that in in the act of gratitude um, I've been open to receiving during this time of my life is realizing like, I don't need to rush. I got a whole life ahead of me. We really don't realize how young we are when, when we're in our 20s and our early 30s, our mid 30s. Like we don't realize how young we are. We're going to be 40 something and we're still going to be looking good. You know what I mean? We still going to be able to go out and do things, you know? So it's just like, this is only, this is only the beginning. (laughs) Absolutely. And the other thing that you mentioned in that reel was that you felt bored. Oof. For like eight, nine months, like a long period of time. 
because you were no longer depressed and because you were no longer feeding into toxic habits and, and relationships. And that's such a big part of the healing journey that I feel it doesn't get talked about enough is how when you do all this healing and you're no longer feeding into these unhealthy cycles and patterns, life can start to feel a bit boring because it's calm, because yeah. it's not turbulent. Like nothing's happening. Like nothing. Nobody's hitting you up. Nobody's, you know, you ain't doing that many things. You ain't got as many friends anymore. You know, um, you've had to cut a few things off, habits, people, places, things um, that not necessarily cause you excitement, but they cause movement to happen in your life, right? A lot of toxicity, possibly. Um, but when when you move towards um, a healthier lifestyle, a more peaceful lifestyle, that switch that could take anywhere between like six months to like a year and a half to two years for you to really get used to, right? Um, that shift happens and it's real and you have to get through it. Like it's a challenge. Like you have to get through that or else you're going to call that toxic friend and you're going to reignite that one toxic habit, right? Um, you're going to do the things that at one time you would do just because that's what you knew to do. But now that you're aware that those weren't really helpful, you're not doing them anymore. But it's so easy to tap back into those just for the sake of that dopamine hit of, ah, we're back to normal, right? Okay, we got some, that that equilibrium is now, you know, to a place and a position where there's, you know, some, I guess you could say negativity that's in place in your life that feels normal. And it doesn't get talked about enough how sometimes life is boring and that's a good thing. Like, that's a really good thing. So glad we're having this conversation right now because I'm reminding myself that, you know, there's, there's, you know, a lot of work to be done in my life. There's a lot of level ups that need to happen. There's a new level of shifts that need to happen in my life. And one of the things I've been scared, like actually afraid of, is how just how boring my life is going to have to become. And thank you again for saying, you know, saying that part from my video because I it re-reminded me that it's temporary. Like there's a set amount of months, a set amount of years or whatever where it's going to be that way. It won't be that way forever. But I've been literally scared of how boring my life is going to have to be um, in order for me to um, to level up, right? I'm going to have to face a lot of solitude, right? In order to create right? Oh, that's a part of art that I feel like people don't talk about or people do talk about and they talk about how much they love it. But I'm just like, where's my, what's my extroverted, low-key extroverted artist out there that can't stand the solitude, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? Like I can't stand it, baby. Like it is something like that boring, that lack of contact, that lack of social, you know, uh, socialness and things like that. That is something that is harmful for me, Right. It feels dreadful to think about, 
But in certain time periods, it's absolutely necessary, especially when we're thinking about and wanting to level up in our lives. Facing boringness is a part of chapters in our lives that are very important that that need to be faced and require courage. Courage is required to get through those stages. And so if you're in, in them, you're not alone. And I think one of the things that will, that helps us get through them is recognizing that it won't be, it, it's going to be temporary. It won't, it won't last forever. You'll be, you'll have your excitement soon. Okay. And usually it will come from what's done in the solitude. So, or done in the boringness that solitude doesn't have to be boring because I've like seen some content about like being in a relationship that's healthy. And then you think that it's boring. Oh, they're boring to me. I don't really know if I like them that much. No, no, no. They're healthy, boo. They're giving you the attention you deserve. They ain't making you play mind games. Yeah, it's boring because of that. So, so yeah, but it's temporary. And at a certain point, the boring becomes our new equilibrium. And we can then start to thrive in this healthy sense of what life is all about. Um, it's about getting that peace, baby, you know, that, (laughs) uh, yeah. (laughs) I want to transition into that period of transition where we're transitioning from who we were with all the pain and into who we are with all the healing. And there is that liminal space of the unknown, because when you heal, you know, your standards change, your desires change, your needs change. And so there's all this newness, like you literally renewed yourself in your healing to where there's a lot of unknowns. And and that liminal space of of these unknowns does come with, like we're talking about the boredom and sometimes the solitude, the silence, the stillness. Um, and it's such a, it's like a whole other part of like the healing journey too that does lead us to the manifestation of our dreams. Like it's all an integral part of the process. Yeah. It's like the the ugly, shadowy, dark, like in the midst, in the dirt, in the mud of all the healing. And then this, okay, well, all this healing has been done. I'm renewed. What's next? Like what? And you have to be at peace with that like this dichotomy hopefully i'm using that word right of accepting where you are and how life is unfolding for you while you're still striving for more and i know this is where faith comes in um for a lot of people and faith it doesn't necessarily have to be like a religious faith just a literal faith in this is a part of the process, the part of the process, and I just need to trust it. Um, and you've talked about this too, and I, I would just love, I would, you know, love for you to share about that space and um, what you've learned from it, and words of encouragement for those that are in that space. Girl, let me just tell. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna talk to the people who are wanting to get somewhere but they're not there yet and then I'm gonna talk to the people where I'm at right now that 
have gotten somewhere. They're not where they want to be yet, but they are where they have wanted to be, you know? Um, as in like, we, you still have goals, you, you still have more to do, but oh my gosh, life, like the things that you've managed to manifest now are so beautiful. And they're what you've been asking for for so long, right? The kind of person you are, the way that you're perceived by others even is something that you've dreamed of for a long time. You've managed to get out of your way enough to get somewhere, you know, where you feel pretty proud of. But there's a certain certain uh, array of challenges that come with that, especially when you were in the trenches for much longer of a time. And I'm finding myself still, in so many words, my nervous system is still geared. It's 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 gotten much better over the past couple of months, but it's still geared in that survival mode, right? And I've had to affirm myself out of the survival mode to to meet myself in the place that I'm in right now, where is where I'm beginning to thrive, you know? So to talk back, right? I'm gonna talk to my past self for a little bit real quick. Um There was a long time where my reality that I saw in my mind for my life and what I deserved did not match the life that I was living and the life that I was capable of living, whether it was due to outside circumstances like a whole pandemic or outside circumstances like me moving back home from going to college where I had scholarships and money, but then now only making $11 an hour working at a museum, you know, part-time at that, uh, trying to stay in my field, not having access to resources, like just different things. And then also not being so hard on myself, I was not even able to create anything because I was so mean to myself all the time, right? Just not where I wanted to be. Um, I'm going to tell you this real quick. In order to move, right? In order to get out of the place that we're in, okay? You're going to have to get out of it, aka there's going to be Time, 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 where you're going to have to sit in the place you don't want to be in order to get out of it in the timing that is right for you to get out of it. Um, what I mean by that, I'm gonna give you an analogy. So this is something that I've I've made up thinking about nature going through life and be like, ah, that's what life has been like, okay? Say you're in a river. The river has a current and it's flowing and taking you to a certain place, another ocean, whatever have you. But there's a current and it's strong. And you're in this river and you don't want to be in it anymore, okay? Well, there's a moment where you're able to look up enough to see that a few hundred yards away, there's some land, right? You're in the middle of this river, but some, you know, uh, 
you know, you swim long enough, you swim hard enough, it's possible that you can get to some land. That's where you really want to be, right? You want to be on the land. You don't want to be swimming in this, this terrible river right now. Well, in order to get to the land, you're going to have to swim through the river, a.k.a. you're going to have to be in the river for a certain amount of time, right? Whether it's months, whether it's years of slow but sure pedals, right? Every, every single day, it's another arm, right? in that water, pushing that water back, pushing you towards the the land closer, right? Every hour, every day, maybe a month, I don't know. Either way it goes, you're going to have to accept that you're not going to be where you want to be for a long time. Because when I tell you the things worthy, like the things worth something in life, they take time. I don't think you want the thing that that happens fast, right? I think we want the things that take time to build. And when you come into alignment with the acceptance that it's going to be a while, oh my gosh, the journey gets so much easier. I will never forget one of the biggest shifts in my healing journey. It was at the start of 2022. I had just gotten through 2021, which for me meant that I had surrendered my flag of trying to leave Louisville, Kentucky, the place that I was born and raised, that I left multiple times before for school to travel the world, right? To see different things. But every time I would have to come back, and I was just in denial that this was a place that I was supposed to be. I was just like, no, I am meant to be, excuse me, I'm meant to be abroad somewhere in a different country, or I'm meant to be in Los Angeles or New York. Where else am I going to be able to start my career as an artist, right? Where else am I going to be able to have, you know, my dreams come into reality, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I kept trying to leave and I was putting myself, when I tell you in dire situations, um, I have faced so many different things trying to leave Louisville, Kentucky, but every single time I would have to come back. And in 2021, I finally was just like, okay, God, if this is where you want me to be, I guess you want me to be in my own little personal hell then, you know, because home was like, not great. I was living with my parents and you know, Louisville, Kentucky is where my demons were born, so to speak. It's where I first felt invisible. It's where I, where all my insecurities were created, right? In other places, it's where I felt freedom. And that's what I was searching for. But God kept bringing me back here. And finally, I was just like, I surrender. Like, I can't keep being defeated. Um, and as I came into alignment with this reality, that I was not going to move anywhere until I was taken, right? Until I was flown out, until it was paid for, right? Um, the surrender of control and the lack of it was continuously coming for, like, to the forefront of my life. And there was a lot of sadness. And 
thank God I was in therapy at this time. I, I had no other choice. I was like, once I surrendered, I was like, I got to find a therapist. Okay. And that's where the twice a week thing started coming in. Thankfully I had my insurance was able to pay for it and stuff because I don't, I still to this day don't know how, but it was, and I'm grateful. I say all that to say that, um, I ended up, um, getting really, really sad once the reality started to hit that I had made an agreement with God that I didn't know how long I would have to stay in this place that I didn't want to stay in for. Um, I had to trust beyond what I had ever trusted before. And I had to become okay with the possibility that I would never leave again. Right. Um, in January of 2022, I had a really good long conversation with myself, AKA journaling. I had a really good conversation with myself. And in this journal entry, I realized I'm just like, okay, I want to be here. One day I want to have my own place. One day I want to have my own car. I want to be a nice car. One day I want my art career to be popping. And one day I want to be able to uh, say that I have friends who love me and make me feel seen and I'm not around any toxicity. One day I want to, right? I was just like, one day I want to be one day, da, 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 da. And I looked at that list, Jocelyn, and I was just like, this is going to take a long time because I am nowhere near any of these goals. Like, I couldn't see. I couldn't see. And I feel like that's how you know when you're close to your goal or you're close to being able to manifest it, when you can see the vision of how to get there or how it might be possible. I couldn't see a possibility for any of those things, right? I wanted to be a full-time artist. I wanted to feel free every day. I couldn't see how any of that was possible. And I remember looking and I remember thinking, it looks like I'm not going to be happy for a really long time. Because in order to be happy, you have to have tools, right? There has to be specific things that you have and that you're able to experience um, that can bring you that sense of life. I wasn't going to have the tools, baby. I was going to be stuck here in Louisville in my parents' house after I've seen the world, after I've done X, Y, and Z, having to be on survival mode, not having much money, trying to be a full-time artist. I was going to be making sacrifices. I was going to have to cut people off and not have friend, that as many friends anymore. You know, it was going to be some sad times. But when I accepted that I was going to be sad, and when I accepted that life was just going to suck for a long time, when I no longer put the pressure on myself to be happy anymore, right? And I just allow for myself to be sad and I allow for myself to be gloomy and, oh, what is life? You know, do, will it ever get better? When I just allow for myself to be in the chapter I was in, because guess what? Looking back now, I wouldn't tell myself to be happy. See, that's the thing about gratitude that people like miss, I feel, right? They miss a step. Right. They say, oh, when you're grateful, you have to be grateful. You know, like not all that's not necessary all the time. 
some seasons call for you being frustrated, right? Some seasons call for you to feel all your feels, right? And to let it all out and to not force yourself to be anything but what you are in that moment. Some seasons call for you to just to just be real with yourself. And what happened was in this time period, when I allow for myself to be sad, when I allow for myself to feel gloomy or to feel dull or to feel bored, right? Because that's when this season really started to happen for me. When I allow for myself those things, um, I simultaneously was having to pull towards me a practice of gratitude like I never had before where I had to start becoming grateful for the smallest of things right you know just grateful that I got up that morning or more detailed grateful that of all the things I had already done towards my goals that I hope to one day accomplish right thankful that I hadn't given up yet when I could have so long ago you know, really taking into account all the things I had already done, right? Because there was so much more to be done. I had to recognize all that I'd already done and, you know, to not feel so overwhelmed. And long story short, when I stopped putting the pressure on myself to be happy, when I stopped putting the pressure on myself to be something that I just naturally couldn't be at that time the journey became so much easier it wasn't easier because it was easy it was easier because I was just able to be myself and I didn't have to be happy for anybody that's when I started to try to post on Instagram because I was just like all right Lanaya tap 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 We need to start getting over this fear of being seen again. We need to start putting ourselves out there. We need to start, you know, we we every time we see somebody on the internet thriving as an artist, we feel a feeling in ourselves that we could do the same. Well, we need to start trying, you know, and just to see how that has bloomed and blossomed over the years. I'll give you this. After that, that, that time in my life where I came into alignment and I just knew I was going to be in the river and it was just going to suck for a while. Within months, I start receiving opportunities, right? Within months, within, you know, I started receiving opportunities that were lights, that were beacons of hope in my reality and in my experience. Um, there was just something about that part of my life that was so magical it was also boring and a little sad and frustrating but overall when I look back I was just like wow that was you know the moment in my life where I had finally let go and I didn't have it on my heart and my mind to be anyone but myself at that time which was a sad girl that didn't have what she wanted in life but was actively doing her best to be grateful for what she had and be grateful for what was needed in the future, you know, in order to like making steps towards that. And so, oh my gosh, I know this is so long. I'm sorry, (laughs) but I, I really do have like, like, I just feel like 
that's a real step, you know, that's needed to be taken. That if I could give any big advice, it's recognize that it's going to take a while, your goals, and recognize that it's okay that that's the case. And just be who you are at this point in time and be grateful for who you are in this time. And just keep on moving forward. One day you're going to get to the land, you know? Um, and yeah, to the people that are like where I am in my life right now, where you do finally, the things have come and things have come into fruition. Um, you know, I think it's important when we get the things that we want and the life is a little bit boring still, we can sometimes start to self-sabotage in order to cling to control. Because even when all these good things are happening, even though they were, they're good, they're still very deeply in the unknown because we're now creating the life of our dreams that we literally had no idea would actually be able to exist one day. And so now that we're deep, knee deep in the unknown, be careful of ways that you could possibly self-sabotage to bring the known back into your life. That's something that I'm struggling with now that has this podcast has really helped me bring it to the forefront of realizing like, wow, like I'm still in that boring stage, even though things are better and, you know, magical things are happening. It's still mainly boring in a lot of ways. And I have to do what I have to do in order to make sure that I'm not going back, trying to do familiar things because I'm so afraid of the unknown, even when the unknown is very beautiful, you know? And so thank you for listening to all of that. But yeah, that's what I would say. That's what I would say. Yeah. Thank you for sharing all of that. And I'm glad that you expanded on all the ways that you did because you touched on a lot of the things that I wanted to bring up. Yay! And um, there's just a few notes here that I want to to share with you in in response to what you shared. Awesome. You were talking about, you know, you coming to terms with the fact that you were going to move back home and be in this place where you grew up, where your insecurities were formed and um, where a lot of the things that you're trying to get away from, heal from, break (laughs) from, like you're being brought back to that place You wanted to be elsewhere because that's where you felt free. What came to mind for me was that you were brought back home to yourself to remind you that you are the one to free yourself. Come on, baby. Not something outside of you, not a city, you know, not a city, not anything outside of you that you feel is freeing you, but you being home and you being in the place where you felt stuck or you felt trapped you or limited you in some way, but you liberating yourself in that space, like that, that is what I feel is part of the purpose of you being there is you realizing that ultimately it's not a place that's going to liberate you, but you that's going to liberate you. And it's very beautiful that that liberation is being done in that place where you felt imprisoned you. Yeah. That sounds really intense, but you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You telling the truth for real. 
that's beautiful. And and to say something to that, I'm so grateful that God brought me back to this quote unquote personal hell, right? I literally would talk to God and be like, I can't believe you want me to be in my personal hell. I can't believe, I can't believe. God brought me back to my personal hell so that he could watch me allow him, right? To transform it into my personal heaven. So mm. now I don't have a hell, right? Mm. Like <laughs> hell, now hell doesn't exist here in Louisville for me. You know, like I've, like I said, this is where those demons were born and were created for me. Those demons have been slayed. Like I, I'm still working through like, you know, a lot of different things in my life. You know, I'm calling on God for help every single day. Okay. But overall, the things that I used to run away from, right? When I, I just got on a plane to New York City two weeks ago to go to my first debut art show in New York City with my gallery. Whoop, whoop. Congratulations. It was amazing. Thank you. It was amazing. But like when I lifted off and I saw Louisville below me, I was just like, oh, see you soon. Right. Before it was, oh my gosh, thank God I'm leaving this place now. Now it's like, can't wait to see you again, right? Be back soon, you know? Don't do too much without me, right? Mm. And it's it's so beautiful when, right? Because for some people, home is just too tragic and it's too much. And being away is your safe place and that's where you should go, right? But for me, it was safe enough, healthy enough, right? It had a lot of the traumas and a lot of the toxicity and a lot of the things that I was running away from, right? Because for a very good reason, right? Like it's, it wasn't somewhere that I, you know, wanted to be for a good reason. But now I can look at that, right? And look at those things from a non-judgmental view. And that's what my art is about. I'm painting my family and I'm painting my family from a viewpoint that I wish I could have had so long ago. But what needed to happen was for me to come back home and to heal right here in the city in order to see my family and myself and my community from the multiple perspectives that are needed in order to fully see who we are as who we truly are. And in order to see someone, place, thing in its full truth, you have to really take in multiple truths at once because they get to coexist at once, you know? And that's why in my art right now, I have all these different perspectives, you know, and all these different uh, facets of, you know, the, my models, uh, in one image, because I'm trying to convey that truth that I've learned since moving back home, that in order to truly see someone and in order to truly see a space and recognize, you know, it or them for who they are or who it is, um, you have to take in multiple versions of it and you have to accept that multiple versions of it exist in order to to really grasp the fullness of it all you know and so so yeah yeah it's it's so beautiful 
to know that like I I don't have that fear anymore. Home doesn't scare me anymore. And home was my biggest fear before. Mm. I think now my own my biggest fear is success, you know? Mm. And I, I'm trying to conquer that as as much as I can. But it's so cool to know that that real, real big fear isn't a fear anymore. It's Mm. so cool. It's so cool. Yeah. I'm really proud of you. Thank you. (laughs) It's taken a lot of work. It's taken a lot of work. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, The last couple of things I wanted to bring up from what you you shared in that tidbit was um, one, when you dream an unconventional life, expect an unconventional path. Girl. Like sometimes we can think it's going to look this certain way to get there, but then we have to go back home. We have to, you know, all of these things that we didn't expect that ultimately are leading us there. Yes. <laughs> it's just not what we, it's just not how we thought. Yep. And that's just so important to acknowledge. And the last thing is, I've just learned that acceptance is the greatest doorway pathway to peace. Like where if, if we find ourselves in resistance or pressuring something or forcing something, that's just not the way, like truly what's meant for you and what's meant to be happening for you in this moment, you're not going to have to force it. You're not going to feel pressured. You're not going to, um, uh, yeah, it's just it's just not meant to be forced. Man, it's is that's such a good way to really move through life. Um am I forcing it or is it coming naturally? Mm-hmm. And there's a difference between forcing and persevering, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. There is a difference. There is a difference. Some things need your perseverance. Um and some things need you to recognize that you're forcing it <laughs> so mm-hmm. you can let it go mm-hmm. um, and move forward. But I think that, you know, um, in relationships, especially I'm a Libra, you know, so relationships are big for me. And um, like, I just feel like my whole life is just about relationships, my friendships, my family, you know. And um, when it comes to that part of my life, like recognizing if I'm forcing it or if it or if it's natural, you know, if it's something that's free flowing, recognizing that you deserve just things in life in general that are free and Mm -hmm. are free flowing. Mm -hmm. Um, Have that be your guide. One thing that someone told me once is let joy lead you, like let joy guide you. And what I think, you know, as I've taken that and I've ran within my life really what I've I've deemed it to be is let let freedom guide you let you know lightness and you know let those beautiful feeling things like guide you and it's actually possible some people really believe that you know I remember I had a really abusive friendship once where she would tell me she'd be like Lenai we're sisters you know we're sisters and sometimes when it comes to sisters you just aren't going to it's just not always going to be nice you know it's not always going to be you know 
a beautiful experience. Sometimes we're not going to like each other. Sometimes we're going to get on each other's nerves, but we're sisters. We're, we're going to stick together. Um, I have a sister already, so <laughs> it's not that I don't have my sisters, you know what I mean, in my life, but that person wasn't my sister. They were my friend. And I personally, we were both living in the truth that in friendships or in people that you love in general, you're going to have to force it. At times, you're going to have to be in unpleasurable experiences a lot of the times in order to get through hardships. I changed that story, right? I had to let that friendship go and I still hurt to this day because of it. But I had to let that friendship go with the affirmation that my relationships get to be pleasurable, right? And when I tell you that in all of my relationships, right? <laughs> I bragged about this. I bragged about this um a couple months ago to like some kids that I was teaching. I was just like, baby, in all my relationships, they are all pleasurable. And then literally that next day I got in an argument with one of my friends and I was just like, oh my gosh. I was like, that's not true. I guess I had one in the bunch that wasn't that pleasurable, uh, which I had to revisit and think really deeply about. And, you know, but I said to say that all my friendships are deeply pleasurable and I'm so grateful for that. Um, because, but that's because I built a reality and I changed that story for myself. I haven't spoken to that friend in a very long time, but my prayer is that she too has learned that her relationships can be pleasurable too, because she deserves that, you know, but, um, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Rewriting the story requires us to let go of the old story and all Uh that is attached to the old story, including. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, girl, I feel like I could speak with you for hours. I'm just like, in in my head, look, my inner child is just like, I haven't talked too much yet. This person still wants to talk to me. (laughs) They still have questions. Oh, my gosh. Yay. (laughs) Yeah, I... I may have to bring you back if you're open to it to talk Girl. about faith because I feel like yes. I feel like specifically just talking all about faith and that journey with you specifically would probably be really inspiring and beautiful. I would love it. I would love that. Seriously. Um, but to bring this conversation full circle, um, speaking of relationships, I wanted to talk to you about how how this season of your life has been for you. And when I brought this up before we started recording, you talked about how your relationship with gratitude has been changing. So I'd love for you to expand on that with us. Yeah. So there is a difference between having to practice gratitude because you're so ungrateful (laughs) for the things in your life that are happening, that of the version of your life that you're experiencing. And then there's a difference of practicing gratitude due to having all the things you once asked for. And the one thing that I'm having a deep, uh, like a really, a really challenge, a challenge with in my life is now having so many of the things that I've prayed for and feeling worthy of them. You know, like I said before, feeling worthy 
of being seen, you know, feeling worthy of beautiful things has always been a challenge for me because I learned somehow, some way when I was younger that I didn't deserve the good things, right? And um, and so now receiving just so much love online from me sharing my different thoughts from my different reflections of my different experiences or, you know, um, having people believe in me and my art practice where I've been able to pay my rent all summer off of art sales. You know what I mean? Like I've been able to live and to thrive and to travel a little bit, like from my art, like I'm a full-time artist. Like it's a real thing now. Like no joke about it. Right. Taxes are going to be a challenge this year. You know what I mean? Like I'm on that level. (laughs) (laughs) But I say that to say that it has been so challenging for me to really feel worthy. And so my relationship with gratitude has been different because gratitude for me was absolutely necessary because I needed to get out of the position that I was in in my life. And I didn't know how long I was going to be there for. So I needed to be grateful for every little bit I could so I could manage my way through it. Right. But when it comes to my life now, where there's not a lot of need for managing through, my relationship with gratitude is a little different. And I'm still deciphering what that means and what that looks like. But overall, I have been pinching myself all summer trying to figure out, is this my life? Is this what's really happening? I think gratitude for me now looks like saying yes and saying thank you and running with it rather than saying, really? And saying thank you, I think. And do I deserve it? And kind of sitting here, holding it, looking at it, wondering if I will be strong enough to hold on to it, right? Or if I'm worthy enough to hold on to it. I think when life gives you beautiful things, um, it's life telling you that it's happy for you. And... For my fellow self-sabotagers learning how to get out of their own ways, um, I think we deserve that when that happens. And, you know, we should start questioning a little bit more why we question when good things happen to us as well as when bad things happen to us. Just like, why me when the bad things happen? And then when the good things happen, it's just like, Oh my gosh, why? So um, overall, my relationship with gratitude is shifting because I now need to think about gratitude in new ways, greater, more beautiful ways, more up-leveled ways, in my opinion. Um, And that's exciting and it's scary because it's moving into the unknown. And, you know, if I fail, And I have to move back home and, you know, knock on wood, right? But like, if I have to go back to where I began, that's a known. Like, I know that experience. That's nothing new, you know? If I keep moving up and keep gardening success, 
and keep reaping my harvest and uncovering fruits I've never even seen before, right? Having no worries about my bills and where I'm going next in the world and seeing full galleries filled with my art, you know, creating pieces I've never seen before because they're still inside of me. That's the unknown. That's scary, right? And so I think that in what this podcast has really helped me realize is that that's what, like, if I have that fear be the thing that runs me, then I will be doing a huge disservice to all the work it's taken me to get to this place. So gratitude for gratitude and saying yes, thank you, and running with it. That's what I'm leaning into right now. And that's how I'm learning to, to, you know, think about gratitude because before it was thank you because, you know, because I needed to get out of where the position I was in and it was out of survival. Now it's thank you because I'm thriving. And that's, that's different and it's beautiful. And I'm excited for the challenge of learning that new level of gratitude. So yeah, that's where I'm at. (laughs) Yeah, girl, you didn't come this far to just come this far. Oh, it's so scary. The unknown is so scary, but it's, it, I didn't, I didn't, and God didn't bring me this far Mm -hmm. just to leave me hanging now. So Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, Yeah. for sure. We're going to have to have that faith conversation for sure. Absolutely. Um, Before we get into the final five, I just want to hold space for you in the case that there's something you feel called to share that we didn't get into or that's on your mind right now. But if not, no worries. Thank you. I think I'm ready for the final five. Okay. So it's just five fill in the blanks. It could be one word or more than one word. Ready? Okay. Ready. Okay. I'm grateful to know. I'm grateful, like immediate thought. I'm grateful to know God. Like my relationship with God can be a little finicky sometimes just with my heavy thinking, you know, intellectual part of my mind. But everywhere I look right now, I see the miracle of God in my life because I have no idea how I'd be here without him. So I'm so grateful to know God. I love you, God. (laughs) I love that. I'm grateful to receive. I'm grateful to receive love. Like I feel so much love in my life, especially from my platform. You wanting to speak with me and take time to speak with me today and have me on your podcast. Like that's that's love to me. I'm grateful for the love of people who want to hear me. It's so healing. It's more healing than anyone could ever know. So I'm so grateful for that. Mm. I'm grateful to let go. I'm grateful to let go of any insecurities that may hold me back, you know, like the things that I talked about in this podcast. Those are things that I deal with, you know, on a daily basis that um, they are very light fights now. Before I was in the trenches, you know what I mean? I was fighting Mm -hmm. them demons like I don't know what. Now it's just like, you know, I have to just like, 
find new ways to conquer, you know, but that's something that I'm I'm grateful to let go of as I continue to learn and shift and move. I'm grateful to understand. I'm grateful to understand um, grace and compassion more than I have before in my life. Um, that was something that was really lacking at certain points in my life. And it caused a lot of turmoil. And I'm really grateful to understand those parts of life now more than I ever have before, because we really need it. We really need grace and we really need compassion. I don't think there's any way I can move towards my goals without gentleness. So, um, and compassion and understanding, I think roughness and harshness, those are things that are, um, actually though that hold me back more than anything else. So, yeah. Mm. And lastly, I am grateful to create. I'm grateful to create my new series of work that I'm working on. Um, I'm going to be creating three to four new pieces for um, an art show in Miami. I'm going to be down there um, during Art Basel and just all the different art fairs that are happening. I'm going to be a part of an art fair called Scope uh, in Miami. And so with my gallery with Claire Oliver, um and so I'm really excited for these new pieces that I'm going to create be creating once again very leaping into the unknown um but I'm very excited about it beautiful we're I'm excited for you I know everyone listening and following you and just receiving what you share is also very proud of you Lanaya Thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for Jocelyn. I appreciate you. Yes, I appreciate you too. Thank you for having me on and thank you for everyone who's listened. Thank you. Beautiful.